We've all been raised on television to believe that one day we'd all be millionaires and movie gods and rock stars. But we won't. We're slowly learning that fact. And we're very, very pissed off. Everyone. Well, we're going to try something new. So, uh, as you can tell by the name of uh, this episode, I have a job again. Uh, it only took me two months this time as opposed to, you know, two years in the past. Uh, and I am super, super grateful for that. Uh, but it, it, you, I have the world's greatest commute now. Oh, by the way, so all the music today is going to be um, the Gypsy Kings. And I picked it because it's super happy. I was listening to Calypso music the other day on uh, the Sklar Brothers podcast, and that was super happy. But then when I went to go look for it in iTunes, I couldn't find anything that was good. So I'm like, screw it. The only problem with Gypsy Kings is all their music sounds like this. Like that, that guitar rhythm to it. Um... And I don't know what it's called. I'm sure it has a name because everything in music fucking has a name because they're trying to make it like rocket science and it's not. Maybe that's my new, you know, because I usually channel Lewis Black when I get angry. Maybe that's my new character. Yeah, boy, that isn't annoying. No, wait a minute. It is. It is very annoying. Anyway, so uh, I don't have any free time afterwards, which is why I do these so infrequently. But... Because I have the world's greatest commute now, uh, I am going to try and do these before I go to work. The only problem is, is that I don't have a ton of time, you know, before I go to work. So some of these might be in weird fits and starts. So um, I might be repeating myself sometimes because it might be several days in between um, me, you know, finishing one thought, hopefully I can, like, at least get them all in, uh, you know, one thought chunks or something. So even even now, you know, I was having some nasal problems, so I had to go neti pot. Hell, I don't even remember what I said in, in podcast time 30 seconds ago. So, um, oh, so anyway, so one of the other reasons why uh, I am doing this, why it's taken me so long to do this is because I've been sick for like the last, I don't know, two weeks. Goddamn germ manufacturers, man. Like these fucking kids just are just nothing but just little incubators. And it's crazy that she doesn't seem to be phased by a cold at all. She's like snotting and gross and coughing and whatever, but she's still got all the energy. She just wants to run around and play and cough and play and run and cough and sneeze and drool. And, and it's like, I'm sick and I'm just like, uh, I just want to lay here. I don't want to move. And then of course, ironically, when you're a parent, you can't do that anymore, right? Like, you can't just be that selfish person who is just like, screw you guys, somebody bring me soup, 
I'm gonna lay here and watch reruns of Roseanne, okay? Like, that is, that is no longer an option. Oh, so, uh, I had to do this podcast episode, uh, this week because in, like, three days, I'm gonna go to Max FunCon for the second time. Ooh, a little slow build up here. But you know they're gonna get right back into that same rhythm again, so that's fine. Which should be cool. Uh, so, and of course, I'm gonna have podcast thoughts about Max FunCon. So I wanted to get these out first. Um, oh, so uh, let's do the topical stuff because, you know, that's uh, that's you know, it, the longer the longer this goes along. Uh, the less sense it's going to make. So, uh, one of the things that happened just recently-ish, Letterman retired. And what's so amazing, I I think a lot of people don't remember what TV was like when Letterman started. And so, all these people who are worshipping Letterman and giving him praise and all this stuff, I mean... Letterman was always funny. He was always a funny stand-up. He always had funny, you know, interactions. But really, what made that show so amazing was that it was in and it started in a time where weirdness was not really embraced, right? Like the Tonight Show had been the Tonight Show forever, and. You know, it, you know, every once in a while, Johnny would get a hatchet in the nuts, and that was, like, as crazy as it got. And that was an accident, right? Like, anything that was mildly edgy or weird on The Tonight Show, purely an accident, right? Uh, whereas with Letterman, all of the edgy, weird stuff was all planned. Like, that's what they were going for. And the edgier and the weirder, the better. And so they would have weird guests like Brother Theodore. Like, who the hell knows Brother Theodore? Um, He would have um, uh, uh, Calvert DeForest played a character called Larry Bud Melman. And Larry Bud Melman was a very strange character. I mean, the, the guy himself, Calvert, was just a weird dude. I mean, he seemed like a nice enough guy. But he's definitely a weird dude. And so, um, oh, you know what? Just as we're talking about Letterman, I have to, I have to, uh, you know, I always had that fantasy of being on Letterman. And in fact, I tried to recreate that, I think, in the episode called Stories. But I'll just tell you very quickly, the two jokes that I ripped off from Letterman that I actually got to use in the real world and nobody, nobody knew. Uh, and so, uh, one time I was trying to do stand-up and I tried stand-up for a little bit and, uh, and I was no good at it, but, um, and, and this, uh, really, uh, illustrates that point. So I was doing stand-up and, um, I did a joke. I was doing all these jokes and no- nobody gave a shit. Nobody laughed. It wasn't funny. It just sucked. And uh, somebody from the side, I think it was the time that an improv group was, uh, you know, the open, it was the MC. And I believe that they were over to the side and one of them groaned at a joke I had made. 
And I had said, ah, oh, what the hell, it's noise, I'll take it. And that got a laugh. Well, of course it got a laugh, because it came from fucking Glatterman, of course. Uh, and then the other time, uh, speaking of, of Larry Bud Melman, they used to do a, a bit on Letterman called Ask Mr. Melman. And um, he had a, he had a bit, um, oh, somebody from the audience got up and asked him what they should do when they're in New York. So I had a class where I had to, it's called the art of comedy. And I had to get up and do uh, a character. And so I was doing the nervous guy was my character. And so the joke that I appropriated from Letterman was, and I'm not going to do the nervous guy voice because it's just annoying. Uh, but the, the joke was, um, um, my friends asked me what I wanted to do for a Broadway show. And, uh, or no, no, sorry. My friends asked me what I wanted to do for my birthday. And I said I wanted to go to a Broadway show. Unfortunately, a Broadway show in San Francisco is very different than the one in New York. Sure, there are similarities. The bright lights, the big names, the smell of men enjoying themselves. And that got such a reaction. It was like a hundred people collectively all at once just groaned. Come on, how do you not dance to this music? I mean, it's just like, you know, when I think about happy music, this is like the definition. So the other big thing that happened uh, was Bruce Jenner has decided, well, not decided, well, I guess he decided to finally do it, uh, was to come out as a woman, uh, tell everybody, hey, I'm tired, I didn't, I never wanted to be a man, I always wanted to be a woman, and he has uh, renamed himself Caitlyn with a C, which I don't, I guess he named himself Caitlyn because it's like his mother's name or something like that, but he... I don't know if this is true, but there is a conspiracy theory out there that he consciously spelled it with a C because he did not want to be another K in that Kardashian cesspool. Um, but what's interesting about it is, is I think I think people don't understand how odd it feels to have somebody in your life who was one way the entire time and then be this other thing all of a sudden. And and it's weird, like from our perspective, you know, we look at Bruce Jenner and he's been doing the weird plastic surgery for a very long time. And, you know, there's always been that joke of like, oh, he looks like somebody's, you know, aging aunt or something like that. So my dad is adopted. Um... Oh, I'm sorry. Let me just finish that thought. Um, he, uh, Bruce Jenner, um, you know, we've, we, I think we've all been sort of slowly being acclimated to the idea of him being or becoming a woman just because we've been seeing the weird uh, plastic surgery that he's been going through for so long uh, that to us, when he finally said, I'm a woman, we all kind of went, yeah, okay. So my dad, who is adopted... Um, 
you know, my dad had no interest in figuring out, you know, who his birth parents were. And why would you? You know, the guy kind of hit the lottery a little bit. I mean, you know, uh, he, he, my grandfather, his father was this big time L.A. lawyer. They lived in this big house. They had a maid. I mean, it was like it was like, you know, when you get mad at your parents and you're like, well, I want, you know, I'm going to go find my real parents, you know, and you have this vision of what they are. That's what the vision is. Right. So. Um, so uh, my dad never sought them out, you know, the, the birth parents. And when my uh, grandfather passed away several years ago uh, they were going through his stuff and they found my dad's birth certificate and it had a totally different name on it and I have to say I mean it was it was a weird visceral reaction that I had to, to learn of his original birth name and it's so stupid right because it doesn't change anything and yet it did feel like it changed something. Uh, and then, you know, two days went by and then I got over it. But it was weird in those two days how it did feel like, oh my God, my whole life's a lie. I'm not really this person. I'm this other person. But of course, we've known that he was adopted for a really long time. My point of all of this is if just a simple name change can, like, spiral me a bit out of control... I can't imagine what it would be like to have your dad show up and be like, I'm going to be a totally different gender now. You know, like on the on the scale of things you could change about yourself, uh, you know, your name is probably like right near the bottom and your gender, um, you know, pretty, pretty close to the top, I suppose. Uh, species realignment might be even higher, if that's a thing. I don't know. Oh, but let's get back to Letterman for just a second. What, what I think the key that, that nobody remembers is the fact that Letterman was the first to really embrace the weird, like really want to be weird, give a, give a home for all those people who were so tired of the same... Tonight Show formula, night after night after night. Uh, and he really nailed it, you know. And it wasn't weird for the sake of being weird. It wasn't Tim and Eric. It was weird but funny. Like, I mean, he just did He just did the, the most genius thing ever, which is drop stuff off a four-story building and then film it in slow motion and then watch it splatter on the ground. Genius endlessly entertaining. I could I could watch that all day. It's fantastic. So that's my point about Letterman. It's like, yeah, okay, now, now when everybody's weird, it doesn't seem like that big of a deal. But at the time, you know, it was it was like he like like 12:30, which also seems insane. 12:30 was such a which a such a like a dead zone for all networks they were just like screw it we don't care do whatever you want and he did and he did a, a great job of it so i think that more than anything is is what we owe to david letterman okay i think i think i finally got um that 
uh, idea out of my head and I can cross it off the list. Oh, okay. So, speaking of Max FunCon. Sorry, this is music. Maybe this was a bad choice, but like, like every time I like take a breath in and I hear the music in my headphones, it's just sort of like, oh, I got to dance. I know, right? Anyway, so um, I so as soon as we got word that we were going to be taking the kid home with us, I started listening to the podcast One Bad Mother on the uh, Maximum Fun Network, which of course is the people who do Max FunCon. Um, so lately, you know, I don't read every post. It's a pretty active group. The ones I read more closely though are is anything having to do with sex. Uh, Cause you know, it's, you know, it's, well, I, I wanna know about sex, you know? And of course, they're not talking about anything like super racy. It's all stuff like my husband. Oh, God. It's it's all my husband wants to have more sex than I do. What do I do? And and I'm reading this, you know, these these threads going through. And oh, my God, they are the most depressing things ever. First of all, if. Well, you know, in, in some ways, I wish I could unread a lot of these um, because it's just everything you didn't want to believe is like right there in black and white. You know, it's uh, it's let's see what it's one of the ones was. Um, oh, yeah. So the thread started with, you know, he wants to have. So first of all, I'm mad. Because a lot of these people were listing how much sex they were having before they had a kid. And it's like an insane number. It's like, you know, four or five times a week. And I'm just like, you know, and there's, I I mean, you know, obviously they're not bragging about it. So I believe them, but it still makes me mad because I'm like, motherfucker, are you serious? Four times a week? You know, no, let's be clear. I don't really want to have that much sex. I'm old. And that just seems like I I couldn't get anything done in my life. Like it would just be sex and nothing else, which it's, yeah, it's just like, I just don't need that much anymore. I'm not in my thirties and maybe that's it. Maybe that's where all these kids are at is that they're in their twenties and their thirties. And that's, you know, what their scene is, but it still made me mad because I'm just like, no, you should all be having the same amount of sex as me. And then, um, and then it bummed me out because they were like, you know, it's gone from, you know, four times a week to like once a week, you know, or whatever the number is. And then you start getting, you start getting even like, like the one, the one post that really bummed me out the most was the woman who said, uh, I, when I have sex with my husband, I feel bad because he's focused on me and all I can think of is what is our baby doing? Like, is my baby okay? Is he gonna cry? Like, and I've always got like one ear out the door. And then she said, this part, this is the part that drove me crazy. She says, sometimes I play it up 
to, quote, help him hurry along. So basically, she's faking it, right? She's just fucking faking it, which sucks, you know? Because, you know, like I've always said, when the men, uh, wait, women change, men don't, right? And so the men all want it like it was in the beginning. They don't understand why it can't be like that anymore. And they also, you know, and it's, I used to be of the mind where I was like, just fucking, just have sex with him. Give him a blowjob, do something, you know? And now I've kind of switched. Now I'm kind of like, huh, you can't, why can't you be into it? Why can't, like, what happened to you? Why can't you like this as much as you used to? And so... Uh, it's, yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know what, why I've changed. Oh, shit, I just contrasted myself. I changed. Nah, not really. Uh, but, you know, it is, I, I am, I, yeah, I am sort of of that opinion now of just like, oh, God, and I just feel bad. Oh, my God. And I'm just, I'm, I'm I just pray to God that none of those uh, people who are actually with those other people on that message group. Like, I just pray to God that the men never, ever read that. Because it is, it is soul-crushing. But anyway, so I doubt I'm going to see uh, any of those uh, folks at Max FunCon. Uh, so this is kind of a, a weird thing to happen. Um, so I'm watching porn, uh, as, as you do. Uh, thus, you know, easily you can put the you can do the math uh, based on what I just said, and then that statement there. Uh, yeah, so I'm watching porn, and uh, so my porn genre uh, go-to is amateur porn, right? Like I want the more amateur, the better, because I want to believe that uh, these people are just a couple who set, you know, their iPhone on a nightstand and decided to have sex in front of it, right? Like, that's what I want to believe. Uh, and I hate it when an, the other person, like, anybody acknowledges the camera, totally ruins it. Because it kind of implies, like, oh, we're doing this as, like, a sex show. Or we're, you know, we've got subscribers and we're charging a membership fee. And it's like... Ah, I don't want that. I want just, I want the idea to be like, you two did it just for you, and then somebody got mad when you broke up and then uploaded it to the internet. And by somebody, of course, I mean the guy. But, so I'm, I'm scrolling through the amateur, uh, I'm on fuck.com, F-U-Q.com, and I'm going through the categories, uh, and... Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going through the am I'm sorry, I'm going through the amateur listings, and I find this one that's two guys. Well, wait a minute. I should let, let me back up. There was another one previous to this that was a guy who was mad because um, his wife only wanted to have sex with black guys, and of course, he, the husband, is not black. And it was really creepy because he would, in the video, he would intercut the videos of her and him and some black guy in a threesome. He'd intercut it with wedding photos. And it was like, 
it was the gnarliest thing because I was just like, whoa, this this feels a little too real. This is too much, you know. Uh, but but it was, you know, on one level of my brain, I was kind of hoping that it was fake and that the people who made it did such a good job of making it seem real that it like sucked me in thinking it was real. But I'm pretty sure it was real because then I went back. I sent it to a couple of people and I was like, you got to check this out. And it was gone like the next day that I looked for it. So it sort of makes me feel like maybe the uh, jilted ex-husband uh, thought better of it or maybe because I read something somewhere. Uh, uh, Robin Quivers on the Howard Stern show did a story, I think, about like revenge porn was they were going to start prosecuting people for that revenge porn being exactly what this guy did, you know, just mad at his wife. So he's like, fuck you. Here we go. Uh, and it was so obvious revenge porn. You know, it's not like all the other postings where it's just like, hey, here's something I found on my phone. Let's upload this. Yay. It was clearly like, yeah, fuck you, bitch. I hate you. So uh, that was interesting. But the other one was uh, it was uh, two dudes, two girls all in the same room. And... You know, the one dude is fucking the blonde girl and the other dude is getting a BJ from the brunette. And I'm looking at these girls and I'm sort of like, I'm not, I don't understand exactly, like, what is this, right? Like, because it feels sort of amateur, but then the girls kind of look a little too put together and a little too attractive, but they're not playing it up, which is normally the dead giveaway of the professional porn actress is the one who's like, like she's getting murdered uh, because she's just loving the sex so much. Uh, And so, so they're not doing that, but something's not right. And then as we're panning across, like the dudes are nothing special. And then I noticed that, like, one of the dudes has a prosthetic leg. And now I'm sort of like, okay, all right, that seals it. These, the dudes are definitely amateurs. Don't know about the girls. The girls might have been just prostitutes or something that they hired uh, and were okay with being videotaped and put it on the internet, which seems highly unlikely, but okay. But then... I'm just like, okay, so now it's like, all right, these the dudes are definitely are definitely amateurs because you do not hire a guy with a prosthetic leg if you're making a professional porno. Sorry, uh, guys with fake legs. Uh, sorry, uh, Pastorius, who uh, killed his girlfriend with your little springy legs. Uh, it, it's just not, you know, no, nobody wants that. So... So then I'm sort of wondering, like, okay, well, the dudes are amateurs, but, like, what what is this that you're filming? And why? Why would you want... First of all, like, I, I kind of understand the fucking in front of the other dude, but that's only because the girls are afraid to be left alone because they think you're going to murder them or something. So I'm like, okay, horny dudes, desperate, right? But then who's the guy who holds the camera? 
Right, who's that guy who was, and he was, he was moving all around and doing stuff. I mean, it was way more than just, you know, camera on a nightstand. So who's that guy? Who's that guy who is like, I don't want to have sex with these girls, but I'm totally cool looking at your dicks. Like, I'm totally cool with you and me in the same room with you and a boner. You, your boners, and me all in the same room. I'm that, I'm cool with. And I'm, I, you know, I, I just, I don't, I, I mean, it's so weird because it's abstracted where, you know, I don't know these guys, so it's okay for me to watch them having sex. But if I was in a room with my friends, I don't know who has that kind of relationship with their male friend that, that unless, Unless you all just jerk each other off all the time anyway. Maybe it's a sports thing and we're just all like, hey man, we look at each other's dicks. I just think these guys want to fuck each other and the girls are just, you know, an excuse or something. Ah, uh, yes. So this song I included um, not because it's super peppy, because I thought it was a really... Um, it's. I always enjoy very strange covers. And so this is their cover of uh, My Way, the song popularized by Frank Sinatra. So um, I'm not sure why. I, I, I mean, I, I think when I put this song in here, I had this like grand plan of like, yeah, man, I did it my way. I haven't done anything my way. I've always been sort of just kind of like trying to keep up um but uh anyways i just thought it was a cool song so uh let's see oh so all right i'll include this um uh i was listening to louis ck on letterman not letterman howard stern and um I can't remember how it, it started, but uh, Louis was telling this story about somebody he met or some altercation he had or whatever. And the story started with, uh, well, I was hanging with my friend Vernon and I just like, Vernon Chapman, you continue to haunt me, you motherfucker. Like, it's not bad enough that you have the career I wanted, but now you're hanging out with like, the greatest comedians ever. And you're just like, oh, God damn you. Like, do you, how is it that you, how is it that you're just so prevalent in my life? Um, oh, uh, yeah. Oh, gosh. Did I not talk? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. So next time I am going to talk about how I have a new arch enemy at work. And this goes back to the same thing with Vernon. Like, I think in a way I like this and I like the idea that it's one-sided because I certainly don't want them to hate me, but I actually really enjoy hating them. Um, and it's, it's, it's funny too, cause like when they do something super shitty, I think this is why I like it because it feels like at least they are living up to their role. You know, like I can take some joy in that to be like, oh, you never disappoint, do you? Do you? You're just, you're just shit to the core. Well done. Good for you, buddy. Like, way to be consistent, you know? 
Uh, and it's like it's almost like a character in a movie where if like he had stopped being shitty for a minute, like the whole audience would throw up their hands and be like, "Oh, that's not realistic. Oh, that's just stupid. He wouldn't do that." You know, so I get to be I get to have this weird crazy caricature of a human being that if if he was in a movie, you would even say like, "Eh, it's a little over the top." That's a bit much. So, well, hopefully this new format will work. Hopefully I will be doing more of these. I just had to let that go for a little bit. All right, here's the big finish. Okay, so from me, from the music of Bright Brown. Oh, let's see if we can't get this on the reg. Let's do this one more time. Till then, are you listening? 